Caleb Slaughter was a Clarksville firefighter for over 20 years. He decided to share his passion and knowledge for all things firefighting with area kids and created the Fire Science Program at Rossview High School, where students can begin their journey towards becoming firefighters. He joins Charlie and Katie to share his story of going from the firehouse to the classroom on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Thanks for being here, buddy. It's always good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Thank Welcome you. back. He was here when we first started a lot, like about three years ago, right? It has been a minute. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Huh. Then we were talking about something different than we we're talking about today, though. It was like um, a perspective from uh, like youth sports or youth baseball yeah. or whatever in the community. Yeah. Now we get to talk about a, a fire science program at Rossview. But I know there's a lot that's happened in Caleb's life since then so how you know how did you even get to Rossview tell us how that whole there how this whole program came about how I got to Rossview as at the beginning or how the the, the fire program started which one well you were you were a firefighter correct yep. for how long how long were you a firefighter I was a firefighter EMT for um 20 years in the city of Clarksville oh 20 wow years 20 years and uh I before I, I quit during COVID so during right in the middle of May or June of COVID, when we were all kind of figuring out yeah. what that wacky thing was, I said, I'm done and started this. Wow. Okay, now I'm going to take us off course a minute. Tell us first, what is this fire safety class? So the um, in, a, in a nutshell, it's it's a fire science program uh, in um, Clarksville Montgomery County School Systems that allows kids. Now, right now, it's just focused on kids at Rossview. Uh, that allows them to come in. Uh, it's a three-year program, sophomore, junior, senior. And when they come in as a sophomore, they're learning everything from from step one, how to don and doff or put on and take off your gear, yeah. to the fire triangle, what makes up fire, to helping deliver babies, to cutting kid people out of cars, to basically everything that entails <clears throat> what a firefighter does in, in their career. And the, the, the end result, the objective is there's a um, – uh, I'm kind of the bridge. There's going to be a bridge that when they graduate at Rossview with the three years of, of teaching that they learn from me, that they can bridge from senior year when they graduate to potentially being hired at Clarksville Fire Department. So it's, it's a, a, um, like a feeder system for, for them. So was this program developed because of a need of recruiting more firefighters? So CTE, it's career and technical education. Yeah. Uh, and every school in Clarksville, Montgomery County has it. For example, there's school that has there's schools that have a culinary, a mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. construction, whatever. And it just allows kids to have an opportunity to um, get a different hands on, but get a different perspective mm-hmm. on what's out there. Yeah. Not every kid is destined to go to college. Not every person is destined to go to a factory, blah, blah, blah. So the Montgomery County school system have these programs. So prior to the fire thing coming into his existence it was floating around out in the out in the universe whatever well i had already been coaching at rossview for a handful of years and i was talking to certain people uh in the school system about you know what um i would sure like to be a full-time baseball coach full-time baseball coach and full-time dad full-time husband and time went by time went by and this is like 2018 2019 right around there well all of a sudden this 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 thing called COVID started kicking in. No one really knew what it was. Um, the powers that be had said that there was this, there was this program called CTE where you can basically create a program. Yeah. It can be anything. Um, it could be radio technology, whatever it may be. And as long as it fits certain state and, and Montgomery County standards, if you have somebody willing and it has the experience, we'll create a, a, 
a course. And, uh, you know, March, April, May of 2020, it's still floating around, floating around. And the powers that be basically said, Caleb, uh, if you're really, really wanting to leave the fire service as bad as you are, it looks like we're going to have a school year in the fall of 2020. Then if we're going to do it, we need to really push the gas pedal down. So, you know, talk to the people at the fire department, the city, the mayor, certain people, fire chiefs, talk to people, the school system and said, hey, you know, it's it's time for me to go. And boom, took a couple online courses and um, became a, you know, a certified teacher. And Mm -hmm. here we go. So, and you started in the fall of 2020. Yes, ma'am. So how many, how many students can be in this course in, in, because you've got a sophomore, junior and senior class, right? So going into, so going into this fall, um, my seniors, they were the ones that, you know, two years ago were sophomores. So I've got roughly, it's basically 30 per grade level yeah. so I'm gonna have right about 90 that's yeah. a good amount of kids yep. that so, are interested so is it is it like like the business academy at Clarksville High where kids from other schools can sign up for it or you have to be at Rossview well at this point right now because it's just a three-year program it's not considered a like the business academy at CHS okay. you know like a if you're going to northeast middle school and then you go from eighth grade yeah. if you register and you get accepted then you're in their their business academy yeah. um my fire program, it's not considered an academy yet. Okay. Um, I think it needs, I'm, and I don't know why the number five is, but for some reason I'm thinking you, it's, it has to be in existence for five years. I don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah. But five years and then if you, if you show that you've shown steady progress for five years yeah. and uh, there's a lot of interest and, and kids are leaving my fire program and they're getting hired at Clarksville or they're getting hired at Nashville or Memphis, then it's going to say, hey, Let's let's make this an academy. Then you're basically opening up because right now there's just one conduit to get to the program. Yeah. Rossview Middle. Well, then you're just basically open up the floodgates and then any child from anywhere can do it. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think you have to show five years or four years of steady progress. And then the fifth year it opens up. OK. But OK. I'm, they want to see if these kids can get hired before they turn it into something else. I'm guessing to see if yeah to see if there's you know if, if there's a. You know, it sh- it, the kids that are currently in the program, they're excited, but is it checking off all the boxes that the kids, you know, the, are they accomplishing what they're starting for? Now, this is probably a stupid question, but I really don't know the answer to it. Um, how old do you have to be to be hired at the Montgomery County Fire Department or Clarksville Fire Department? And we'll talk about that in a minute, too. There's a, there's a difference between city and county, and a lot of people don't realize that, on, yeah. that'll, that'll hear this will be, will be educated. But to, uh, to be hired at the city of Clarksville, um, you have to be 21. Okay. Um, and that's basically any paid department around the state. Uh, yeah. It's 21 years old and it's a lot of legal stuff, whatever, but you have to be 21. It's probably in- because of insurance, I'm betting. Yeah. So, um, so it's basically, and, and, and we are connected with Vol State right now with yep. their fire science program. So when these kids are going through our three-year program, they're getting some, they're gonna, some, yep. getting some, some credit for online course and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when they graduate, let's just say the, the city of Clarksville doesn't lower the higher age. So they're going to graduate at 18. They're going to have 18 to 19 or whatever. They're going to yeah. have a couple years of where they can just float around, go get a part-time job, but hoping that they, they'll stay consistent with the online stuff at Ball yeah. State. So then when they are hired, boom. But the objective with Chief Montgomery and Mayor Pitts is if they hire, let's just say hypothetically, if they lower the higher age right now from 21 to 20. Okay, or 19, then they're going to have a year to graduate. Okay, yeah. so one year they're just going to decompress from being a student for the past 20 something years yeah. or 18 years or whatever, 12 years. And um, they're just going to graduate, be at home, stay around mom and dad, 
do your online courses. And then right around your 19th birthday, it will start the paperwork and all the hiring stuff. And then and that's not going to be 100% of the kids that go to my program get in. Yeah. It's still, you still have to pull your weight, yeah. but they're going to kind of, um, because what I teach, I teach the same verbiage and lingo. We have the same gear because everyone yeah. at the, in our program has the boots and helmets and all that. Um, but they're, they're going to have probably an, an upper hand because of what I'm teaching them. So with that yep. Ball State piece, do they, after high school and they say they continue at Ball State, do they get an associate's degree in fire? Yep. So if let's just say that that Charlie Coon has already done the the Rossi program, yep. he's already done his year and a half to two years of online at Vol State. So when you graduate Vol State, you're going to have a two year associate's degree, yeah. fire science degree from from Vol State, and that doesn't necessarily have to go with you to 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 the city of Clarksville. That yeah. can, that can go with you anywhere. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So so even if they don't pursue city of Clarksville. That's still they're still benefiting from the three years yeah. that they're with me. Then they're jumping over to the the fire science stuff at Ball State. So it's a it's a, a definitely a win win. Yeah, that I mean, then that's a lot of training. I know mm-hmm. when they go to be hired, say at you know Clarksville Fire Department, they've got to go through that training. But they're so far ahead of no like on any written test or you know the physical test. They've got obviously got to pass, but they already know all the gear. They know a lot of the processes. So they're they're not starting from scratch at that point. Absolutely, the uh, they just the city of Clarksville just brought on started a new class uh, of twelve people. I think it was twelve. Like they're right now in the program, say they got hired. Yeah. So then they go through a I think it's a six week program right now. So they're getting paid. You know they're yep. hired yep. people or hired firefighters, but they're still not one hundred percent real firefighters. They're not yeah. you know certified. So this six week program, they're doing all their stuff. They're learning all their medical stuff to be EMRs. They're learning, you know, all the nuances, how to, you know, yep. this is an ax and this is an halligan tool and this is how you to ventilate and all these different things. Well, once that basically once they come on, they have one year. Okay. Basically one year to learn all these things. Okay. And then after year one, they have something called firefighter one and every state in, in the United States has it. Okay. They, it's, you know, they, there's little things here and there like Nevada or New York or Tennessee. They might have little things that are here and there. They're a little different, but it's all firefighter one. Yeah. So once you finish your first year firefighter one, you get the certificate. It's basically like a license that you put in your pocket and you're good to go. And then the next year it's firefighter two, whatever. But these firemen that are, that are hired right now that are going through their six week program, they have one year to get all that underneath their belt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm teaching basically the same thing. So sophomore, junior, senior, they're getting three years with me to learn one year of of basically data that yeah. they have to process where all these <clears throat> professional guys are doing. So if you look at it that way, my kids are basically, they're getting oversaturated. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm sitting there talking about a certain kind of axe, they get three years of, of hearing, you know, Mr. Slaughter talk about this axe and, and perspective and yeah. all this kind of stuff where these other kids, I got a year to a little bit less. Yeah. Well, they have to go through that year once they're hired too. Well, and, that, and, and that's another that's another topic that that you know the, the higher ups are starting to de- discuss that if you know if we hire these three um, Rossview fire management students, if we hire them and they already have their firefighter one mm-hmm. that they learn with with Mr. Slaughter, then there's no reason to retake it. So they would potentially be put, you know, they're going to still have to go through a lot of their other stuff um, with bonding and, and, and building rapport with all the other hirees, but they're going to put potentially be over in like a different subcategory mm-hmm. because these other people that are going through their, their first year, these kids have already done it. So, so potentially a city could save money in that training. hundred percent. 
Yeah. So that that's one of the one of the conversations that if the the city of Clarksville will will consider doing this, and it seems like they are. It's just you know everything's slow. That from the front end. They're going to be saving a lot of money on training and, t- and time because the city of Clarksville has an amazing training program. They have um, they, they have five or six, um, um, you know, 25 plus year uh, firefighters that that's all their job is. It's just to train people and they train not, not just new hires, but they train them year, nonstop through your whole career. So if they're able to kind of take the, the <laughs> foot off the gas with this group and focus on others, then, you know, they're they're saving money. And at the same time. Yeah, we talked earlier about a firefighter. You were, you know, that we that something about you and your son, that that firefighter's twenty five, twenty six years old. Well, what if you can hire a kid that's nineteen? Well, that's four or five years right there mm-hmm. that you're helping save money with with insurance, and you know the kids are going to retire a little bit earlier. They're going to be more, you know, more. Um, yeah. They're going to benefit the city. They're going to be in better shape. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd rather have guys that are five or six years younger running through a house or pulling me out of a car mm-hmm. than a guy that's struggling. At 55, yeah. 60 years old. That's 50, yeah. like me, and can't walk across the floor some days because my joints hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's with your students, what's their favorite part of your class? If you just had to sum it up into one, I mean, what topic? To, uh, stories. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. So let's just say we're talking about the fire triangle and the fire triangle. And I'm not going to get into that. That's basically what it takes, the elements it takes mm-hmm. to have a fire. Yeah. I could be, that could be what our class is right now. And I'm going down the steps and, you know, hey guys, I'm doing a PowerPoint. And then because the students know how I am, hey, Coach or Coach Slaughter, Mr. Slaughter, what about that one time? Well, our classes are 45 minutes long. Well, after I do attendance and then I start doing the PowerPoint within four or five minutes into it, they get me off on a story and I'll start telling the story that I eat up the rest of the time. Yeah. So I don't know if they're doing it because they're, <laughs> they're wanting to be educated or they're like, I'd rather just hear him talk about some wacky story than learn about this silly fire triangle. Yeah, but that, those are the things that they're, they're going to remember and, and apply that to that the fire triangle. That's so, true. Absolutely. You know, they're going to remember some silly story that Coach Slaughter told. Mm-hmm. So, And one of the... Yeah. Um, we have principals, um, um, administration that comes by and they have to do, you know, they have to come and evaluate me. And because I don't still, I still don't consider myself a teacher. Yeah. I'm just a firefighter that tries to tell stories. Um, and I've really beat myself up the first year and yeah. in the last year beat myself up. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm really helping these kids. Well, she went through there, or both of them, she went through the perspective of, traditional math and science and English, whatever, they're going in there and they're opening up a book and they're going through chapter one and chapter chapter three where you are completely unorthodox with how you do things. Well, if you're in there t- going through chapter by chapter by chapter because these kids are programmed the other way, yeah. you are actually, you are opening up their thought process yeah. because now you're telling them real world scenarios. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I went there and talked about, you know, the Renaissance, how is a kid going to actually apply the renaissance to real world right now? Yeah. Whereas if you go in there and you're talking about, hey, there's an AED right down the hallway by the gymnasium. If we went and used that, that AED, how can we positively affect someone right now? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. kids are a little bit more, you know, open and, yeah. and, and willing to learn. That's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's really So you're cool. having a lot of fun doing this. It seems like it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, <laughs> when, when you asked me, we were off air a little while ago, you asked me, you know, how's it going or whatever. And the, the way that I look at it, and after my first year, um, you know, they, they do in, entry and exit interviews and talk about, you know, what you've done after mm-hmm. year one, you know, all the, the virtual and Google Zoom meetings and all that. That's all I knew. You know, mm-hmm. there's some teachers have been there 20 years and, you know, they're like, I hate this. I hate that. Well, I didn't have anything to to reflect off of. All I knew was what they taught me. And when um, the principal sat me down, she said, all right, just 
right to the point, Caleb, what did you think about your first year? I said, it was amazing. Nobody died. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, like, you can't say that. I'm like, well, you just asked me how, how I thought, thought about my first year. Yeah. I says, that's how I look at it. My pr- 20 years prior to me coming to work at Rossview, Gotcha. A lot of people when like my job required having to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And that's what pushed me away from being that's a That's just a different perspective. Yeah. You know? So when you first said that, I thought you meant students. And I was like, well, thank God. No, we, well, <laughs> well, I was thinking about that because yeah. I would come to school now Monday through Friday being a school teacher. That's my job, just like the fire, fire department. But now when you come to try to share things with kids and tell stories, even in my mind, I'm trying to teach them things. But ultimately, nobody's dying. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of like one of those stories? Just like I'm sure he's got a ton version. of them, but we don't want to hear one about someone dying. No, just a story. Like one of the <laughs> stories that he talks about with his kids. Uh, yeah, there's one one that a lot of the kids like to talking about. It. It, was, and it was not a fatality, but it was very, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, this is probably eight or nine years ago. Um, I was at a station out by Fort Campbell. And uh, for the firefighters and police and EMS out there and some of the military that might listen to this, they can understand. But um, military folks, they're amazing. Love mm-hmm. the military. Uh, if it wasn't for the military, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. But at the same time, young soldiers, when they get off work, they do wacky things. Mm-hmm. They right? do wacky things. They do wacky things. That's just because they're young and they're all this uh, uh, adrenaline and, and energy drinks anyway. So we have a call one day. I'm just sitting around the station, whatever we're doing, watching ESPN or something or a movie. We could have a call of a of a individual being shot in the neck with an arrow. Oh, my okay? gosh. And that's all the initial <clears throat> the initial call out. Yeah. They, they call the station. They give the address and they tell you this is what the call is. And then you, the firefighter, the medic, the cop, then you process it, find the address and boom, you're on your way. Yeah. So um, as, as we're going in route to that address, you know, we're constantly getting information and updates from 911. And they're saying, you know, the, 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 the patients in the backyard, you know, and then we're communicating or the conscious alert. You know, what, what do we have to work with? Mm-hmm. Uh, as of right now, the patient's alert um, is the arrow still lodged in the, in, in the patient's neck. Yes, it is. Blah, blah, blah. So we arrive on the scene. Um, I, you know, arrive on the scene, put the fire truck in park and I get all my medical stuff. And I'm walking up to the front door while I hear some screaming. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe things have made a change for the worse. Yeah. Uh, and I'm on the radio. I'm like, um, no one's made, uh, no one's come to the door. They're in the backyard. So that's where some of the noise was. So I start walking around in the backyard. Police had arrived right after I did EMS arrived. So we're all kind of collectively like, you know, we're all getting our gear and we're all kind of like, uh-oh, as we go to this backyard, it could be bad because we hear some screaming. Walk around in the backyard and we see a, um, the first thing I see is I see an, um, a, a soldier. He's in his fatigues or whatever. And he's sitting Indian style up along this tree line, 100 yards or so back away from the, the house. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, okay, he's Indian style. So in, in our world, if someone's conscious, conscious and alert, we're good. Okay, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it could turn bad in, in two minutes, but right yeah. now he's conscious alert. That's all. We, that's a good thing. Now, if he's laid over, you know, that's a little yeah. bit different. So as I'm make, make, uh, approaching him, I'm seeing a, uh, an individual sitting Indian style. I see a couple people around him all in their military uniforms. I'm thinking, oh, crap. You know, did, did is, was this a potential? What happened here? Uh, you know, attempted mm-hmm. murder. You know, I'm thinking that. And the cop is trying to, and the police are really, really good in the city of Clarksville, too, because if it's something where it's some kind of a domestic, a shooting, a stabbing, they try to create a barrier between yeah. the EMS and fire in case it's. In case it's a, there's bad. some aggression. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So the, uh, the CPD is like, you know, hold up right here. So I'm standing by the, in the driveway and he goes back. He makes sure it's clear. He waves at us to come in. I get there. And as I walk up to the patient, I'm getting ready to make, start patient care. I'm realizing, hey, he's conscious alert. I don't see a lot of blood, but I see an arrow 
literally lodged in the side of this individual's neck. And um, I, you, you would first think, hey, you need to start and put make um, contact with the patient, you know, stop bleeding. Well, there was no blood. Uh, so we, you know, try to prevent the arrow from moving up and down. You um, don't know what it's hit. A um, little bit of blood's coming out, but, you know, I find a really, really good pulse, uh, get his carotid, and basically it was one finger to two fingers away from the arrow from where his carotid is. So I grab that, find a good pulse, and I go to put his hand real quickly, like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah. why in the world would you do this? Yeah. You know, wacky dude. So I go to put his finger and replace my finger with his and be like, hey, you're that close, buddy. You're that close. And his eyes get really big. So we tape it up, you know, bandage it up, make sure that the arrow doesn't move. We put them on a stretcher, move the stretcher to the ambulance and start patient care, you know, IVs and all those kind of things. But um, come to find out, this guy and his buddies, they just got done with work at Fort Campbell, having a good time. There was four or five beers just sitting on the pool on the ground. And uh, there was a, in the tree line that I wasn't paying attention to, there was a, a, a target. Yeah. And they were just shooting arrows. Well, this this guy who ended up getting shot he was walking down to pick up some arrows. The other buddy, not paying attention because 18, 19-year-old soldiers don't pay attention, he shot it and it bounced and deflected off of the um, the target, Yeah, hit his buddy. Wow. Oh, wow. So, I mean, and I, I, there's not a, a whole lot more to it. I've, you know, I could get more into the patient care part of it, but that's one example that I tell stories yeah. to kids about, hey, we have to be careful. All right? Not every call we go to is death, even though, you know, a lot of them are, but not yeah. everything is death, but little things that we we think right now, you and me, Charlie, we're sitting here having yeah. a good time. But if we walk out and go do something, just because we don't pay attention, we, we drive out on the road the wrong way or make the wrong yeah. turn, things could drastically. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, In fraction of a second. Blink of an eye. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Stories with Caleb. Now, you mentioned earlier, so we need to touch on it. You said something about the difference in the county and the city fire department. You want to touch yep. on that briefly, briefly yep. since you mentioned it? Yep, yep. And and I don't, and the 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 perspective that I'm coming at is I don't want the, the your viewers or listeners to take this as Coach Slaughter, Mr. Slaughter is picking a side. I'm not picking a side, even though I know this is a topic that in this community, it always comes up every so often. But um, uh, in the city of Clarksville, we have a dual government. We have a city county, police. Police and fire department uh, is through the city. The uh, Montgomery County EMS and the sheriff's department and volunteer service is through the county, two separate governments. If you live inside the city, there's a fire, there's a shooting, there's an accident or whatever it is, then you're going to get on-duty firemen, on-duty policemen that are going to come and try to help you out. So because the city is in the county, you're also going to get EMS service. Okay, so you're get, if you live in the city, you're getting top of the line, 100% max effort, uh, care. But if you live out in a rural part of the, of the area, okay, this is where a lot of people, when they move into our community, they don't understand. They think that, well, I'm moving to a big, large, you know, really, really fast growing community, the city of Clarksville, that I can live way out in Fredonia, way out in Sango somewhere, and I'm getting the same, uh, the same, uh, care. Well, it's not the case. You're getting the sheriff's department, which is top of the line. Mm-hmm. You're still getting the, the, the EMS care, which is still top of the line. But now you're getting the volunteer fire service, which now that, and there's nothing wrong with the volunteer fire service. The volunteer fire service, there's more volunteers in the world than there are paid firemen. It's just the way that it is. Just communities don't have the mm-hmm. money to, to always pay full-time firemen. Well, with that being said, if I'm living 15, 20 minutes out in the county, you have an emergency, a fire, shooting, whatever it may be. When you go to call 911 or someone sees an accident and they call 911, it's going to go into the 911 center. They're going to push it off to a county side, and they're going to dispatch. You're going to get the sheriff's department. 
you're going to get EMS because they're on duty. Well, if it's a structure fire or something that requires fire, well, because of the way the volunteer service works, these volunteers, they're doing other things right now to support their family. they got paid jobs. Yeah, they got to take care of the family. So a lot of them, they have radios or pagers. They get the tone. They, you know, they figure out what they have to do. Then they have to go to the station from wherever they're at, get in the fire trucks, and then bring the fire truck to the call, whatever it is. Now, because the, the Montgomery County is getting better and better and better at their fire service, which, and I, I tip my hat to them, they're amazing people, it's getting to the point where they're going to have, they have a couple people on duty or just sitting there hanging out, cleaning trucks and doing, doing different daily activities. So if there's already somebody there, they can get in the truck and go. So the other responding people that are doing other jobs, like say us right now, we're working here. Mm-hmm. We'll just get in our car, our personal car, and we'll go to that accident. So we're a little bit more efficient that way. But if there was nobody there at that volunteer um, station, then whoever gets that dispatch, they have to go out of their way to get the equipment, the truck, then go to call. So these people that are moving into the to this community that are expecting this certain kind of care, it's not going to happen because it's a dual government. Well... To my opinion on that, I agree with you 100%. But I, I think, too, and I think I said this recently, with all the construction and development going on in the county and even more subdivisions that are being built in the county, because that's where there's land. That's where they're happening. And we do have a housing shortage. I think that the more that trend continues, if we don't figure that out, that we're going to kind of get into a public safety issue because the volunteer fire departments can only do so much. And then the more population you give them inside their districts or whatever to service as volunteer fire firemen or whatever, then um, it's going to be even harder for them to do what they need to do because a, a lot of people are moving in and not even realizing that they're buying a house in a subdivision. They don't even realize the house is in the county. Yep. So yep. that that's that's an issue that I think we are going to have to look at addressing. Yep. My old, um, the station that I was stationed at right before I resigned was out and right across the street from Hancock. Mm-hmm. And Hancock, prior to them coming to Clarksville, basically, in a nutshell, from what I understood was, we want to come to your area. Okay, you recruited us, whatever. We want to come there, but we're not going to put our factory here until we have a station that's in the county. close. You know, for tax reasons, whatever. I'm not getting into that. But we have to, you know, so the city of Clarksville put a fire station, a paid Mm-hmm. A paid station across the street from Hancock, even though it was considered county. So when I was working there, 100% we were dedicated to the factory, you know, Hancock and all the other ones there. Mm-hmm. But then you could sit at our station and look behind us, I mean, a quarter of a mile away in subdivisions that we weren't, wink, wink, supposed to go to. Yeah. And that's that's understandable that, you know, that's our job, Caleb. You know, you guys are on duty. You guys go to this area and then anything back across the interstate, back into the city. But anything that's back there... You don't go to. So we understood that. So we're getting, you know, people that are that are that are getting that are getting hired in those factories or they're living in that or they're working in Nashville and they're wanting to live here because of cheaper property. They'd come by and they'd say, hey, you know, we're building a house right down the street from you. Could you give us um, uh, a distance from this hydrant to this address? Okay, you know, it's a, it's it's a quarter of a mile or it's a hundred yards or whatever. Okay, great. Man, we're we're really excited to get our house built because you're gonna get to respond to us. I'm like, ma'am, sir, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we would have to explain to these people that are already putting money down on building homes. They're like, listen, right now, mm-hmm. the way that things are, we can't. Uh, now, we have a uh, mutual aid agreement that if it is something like there was a few weeks ago, there was a, a bad fire out past us down Rossview Road where the volunteers requested mutual aid, basically meaning everybody come. 
Mm-hmm. And then the city of Clarksville, that station, they responded. Um, and we want to do that. You know, it's kind of like your hands are tied when you're sitting at a station looking over a tree line and you're seeing heavy smoke knowing there's a structure fire, but you can't do nothing. Um, and there's been times, and now that I'm off duty or I'm not a fireman anymore, I can say this, but there's been times where it's kind of like, you know what, we see it. We're just going to go and not say nothing. And we're going to at least start the mm-hmm. process of whatever, even if it's just me hooking a hose to a hydrant, just getting that process mm-hmm. going. And then when the volunteers go, that's just one less thing they got to do. And then if I get smacked on the hand or whatever, that's fine. But at least we've done that. But there's been a handful of times where certain people, paid firemen, would go and initially start helping. And then when the volunteers show up, then we kind of back off and just provide support. Well, maybe with all this school training, we can provide more people that we can come up with a better solution. Um, that's, I mean, that was not my initial goal when we first started this program, but now the Kirkwood complex is starting to, to slowly but surely mm-hmm. de- develop. And from what I've heard, the, the powers that be that want to create this new create uh, not creative, this new, um, unique neighborhood mm-hmm. area that, um, potentially, even if the city doesn't, you know, even though I'm not going to get into consolidation, but even if the, it doesn't become a Metro type government, Maybe they could just stretch out down Rossy Road or a little, you know, further out into Sango or some of these larger populated areas and say, you know, we're not going to become a full county fire department, but maybe we can build another brand new station, paid full time mm-hmm. firemen and put them out in that neighborhood. I haven't heard uh, with that new complex out there. I haven't heard anything about annexation or anything like that. I haven't heard any talks of that. So well, that would be um, you would think that that talk would be coming eventually with that much population there. But I, haven't. I don't think you can do annexation right now. No, I don't think you can either. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I'm I'm way down the totem pole. So my opinion obviously would never matter. But if 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 that is something that somebody could talk about to at least consider it, you know, if you if you have that's not Charlie and I. Right. No, I'm saying. But if, <laughs> if there's certain people that hear this or would love to yeah. talk about it or at least, hey, at least let's just plant that seed. You know, and then you got, you know, you got Mm -hmm. 15,000 new um, people living in a community. You know, it's kind of a no brainer. Well, they also said it'd be about 20 years for that community's really completed totally. So there are a lot of changes that could happen before that. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, is there anything you want to leave us with before we close? Any thoughts? I would just like to, um, the the two years that I've been teaching, I've I've learned um, that not every child is destined to be a Austin P or a Vanderbilt or Tennessee mm-hmm. student. Not every child is destined to go right into the military. Not every child is destined to go work in a factory. That these programs at Clarksville High and, and Northwest and Northeast and Rossview, these programs, I think, of course, I don't know how much data or how much information we have right now that would support that, but I see that these programs are allowing these kids to take the blinders off. And then if parents, as these parents are, their children are are transitioning from eighth grade into high school, if they would not necessarily pat them on the butt and push them that direction, but if they can kind of see that their children may not have the aptitude for other things in life, Mm -hmm. because I mean, being, I'm just being honest and I'm not the brightest person in the world. You don't have to be the smartest person to be a fireman or a medic or a cop. You just have to have a lot of heart, a lot of gumption and just want to help people. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that a parent sees in their child push them into going to these these different type programs at the different high schools because it's it's just a feeder system for the for the workforce and um being able to give back to your community and public safety it's very very rewarding and uh, i would just hope that parents would allow their kids to see that that's awesome 
Yep. Well, I appreciate you coming and joining us and sharing this uh, new program with us. And your passion is you're definitely very passionate about this fire department. Well, it's um, like I said, prior to me becoming a fireman, I had other things going on in my life. But then once I became a fireman and realized that you're able to help people Mm -hmm. in, in multiple different ways, you know, it's not there's not many things in life that someone calls you directly and says, come help me, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't get a call for that. And when they're calling you and it's most of the time when firemen or cops or medics get calls, it's it's probably or it is sometimes their worst day they've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And they're they don't know you specifically, but they're calling you in hopes that you can help find can a solution. Help and it's um, it doesn't always work out, but um, it's 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 a good, good feeling in your in your soul when you're able to help people, even if it's just one person. I've never been, I was never really successful at it. I had a lot more bad than good, but the few that you're able to help, you know, positive, positively affect someone's life, it, it helps you down the road. Yep. Well, you help the guy with the arrow in his neck. That's right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you for joining us, Caleb. Thank you very much. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.